Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Super one rental at a time. It is Monday, July 25th, and this is your daily financial news. What I want to do here is I want to jump right into it. I want to start with audience participation. Folks, get ready to leave some comments. I'm going to give you two questions. We're going to see how good you do. So first off, do me a favor and tell me what you think the top 10 cities that people are leaving. This is according to Redfin. Again, feel free to guess as many as you would like. What do you think the top 10 cities people are leaving? And then let's also guess the top five cities that people are moving to. So again, we're going to start with audience participation. I will come back to these two at the end of this discussion. So let's go to the bottom. Hopefully you can see that. Can you see that? Oh, you can't just off screen. There we go. Canada and U.S. housing. Folks, if you think U.S. housing is expensive or unaffordable, uh, I have news for you. Sometimes when you step back and you compare with others, you realize what is going on. So there was a study from 1980 to today. So what is that? 42 years. They took average or median U.S. income median U.S. housing, and they plotted it over 42 years. They did the same thing for Canada. Again, Canada housing, Canada income, U.S. income, U.S. housing market. This is what they found. In the U.S., the United States of America, incomes and home prices are up roughly 103%. They are both up about the same. Again, incomes were ahead of houses earlier in those 42 years. Housing is obviously caught up to that here recently with the last two years. But when you plot out over 42 years, roughly speaking, incomes and housing are up both about 100%, 103%. Flip that script and move up north. Go to Canada. Oh, very different story. Very different story. In Canada. Again, same period from 1980 to 2022, 42 years. Income in Canada, like the United States, is up about 100%. But, but, housing, up 400%. Yes, folks, 400%. Now, this isn't to say that U.S. housing is affordable. That is not my argument. That is not what I'm trying to say. I think affordability in the U.S. today sucks. I am just saying it sucks worse in Canada, and I would argue a lot worse. This is why I think the Canadian housing market is set up to have real problems. We have the bad debt structure, five-year arms. We have interest rates up 100 150%. We have already seen owners of Canadian houses say they may become forced sellers. And when that happens, when the forced seller selling starts, 
I lived through it last time. It gets ugly fast. And you may think you're safe, and then values go down and all of that, and then you become a forced seller. The Canadian housing market is in some real, real trouble, I am afraid. Next up, Q2 GDP expectations. I finally found what people are expecting. So again, the experts, for whoever they are, their average expectation is 0.5% positive. Take that with a grain of salt. The Atlanta Fed tracker is negative 1.6. And if you watch my channel, you know my expectations are 0.1 or 0.2. What does all this mean? In the big scheme of things, in my opinion, it means very little. We all know the economy is slowing down. I believe without question we are having a recession Q3, Q4 because of real estate. But it will matter in the media. It will matter in the consumers. If we get a negative number and the Atlanta Fed is right, get ready to hear every talking head say we're in a recession. If you watch my channel, you know I've tried to educate a little bit. There are actually four factors that the Economic Bureau of Economists or whatever that call a recession, industrial output, retail sales, real wages, and unemployment or the job market. They are not going to call Q1 and Q2 a recession, and that's going to get the, the Twitterverse and YouTube going crazy. Oh, no, they're changing the definition and da, da, da. They're not. The rule of thumb since the World War II is 10 for 10, but it is and has always been a rule of thumb. It's a good rule of thumb, but nonetheless, still a rule of thumb. This economic bureau does not look at GDP. They look at those four factors that we talked about. And in my opinion, when all six months had one of their factors, employment, their smallest month of job growth was 372,000, they are not calling it a recession, my opinion. But, you know, we will see. I think that's on Thursday. We will see what's going on. Next up, earnings. So we got some earnings. Today is kind of light. Monday is kind of light. We get some more after hours. But uh, up front, the first three out the gate today or this week, again, this week's important, not good. Newpont, Newmont Mining, it's a gold miner. Missed on earnings with earnings down 41%, basically with the falling price of gold. Squarespace, they beat on top line, beat on bottom line, top line revenue, bottom line earnings, but gave a weak forecast. And as I shared with you months ago, they blame the strong dollar. Currency headwinds, FX charge. We're going to hear this more and more and more. And then finally, Weber, Weber grills, outdoor grilling. Another sign that the consumer pulled forward demand. The consumer is done. Weber has disappointing sales pre-announced and their CEO quit. Quit out of here. I don't need to deal with this headaches. This place is nuts. I'm going to go live somewhere else. Let me just tell you, folks, retailers are telling us the consumer is in trouble. Not good. Stock was down 20% when I checked this morning. 
We got five big earnings today. We have, or not, sorry, not today, my bad. This week, this week, we got Google, Alphabet, Facebook, Meta, Apple, Amazon, and Microsoft. Which of these five do you think has the best earnings and the weakest earnings? Let's have some fun, right? So what do I think? I think weakest earnings, in my opinion, is probably an easy call. Snap, Twitter, uh, have both told us uh, Apple's iOS change made targeting ads harder. I think Facebook Meta is in big trouble. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Facebook or Meta with the worst of these five. And uh, wow, the best. Well, until proven otherwise, I think you've got to go with the biggest and the baddest on the planet, and that would be Apple. Apple. Again, when I say the best and the worst, they could all miss. They could all beat. I'm just I'm just trying to have some fun with you. What do you think the worst? What do you think the best is? Okay, now for the top five cities people are moving to, let's see if anybody guessed these. We're going to go backwards from five to one. Number five, Las Vegas, Nevada. Number four, Sacramento, California. Number three, Phoenix, Arizona, number two, Tampa, Florida, and number one, Miami, Florida. Let's see. I probably would have gotten three of those. I would have gotten Vegas, Phoenix, and Miami. I probably would have missed Tampa and Sacramento. How did you do? Now for the big one. The top 10 cities people are leaving. And again, folks, this is according to Redfin. We will go backwards 10 to one. Number 10, Minneapolis, Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Boston, Seattle, Washington, D.C., New York City, Los Angeles, California, and the number one market people are leaving. Drum roll, please. Yes, San Francisco, California. Yeah, not a fan. I gave up my season tickets because I got tired of walking by homeless in feces and drug use. It was bad. Just, I couldn't do it anymore. Felt unsafe. Yeah, not good. So again, folks, that is going on. What else do we have today? Actually, you know what? Something I will do here. I have time. I do. Uh, there was a question yesterday about my ORAT rules because I talked about rule number seven. So let's go through the rules. These are the rules that I have run my business. These are the rules that I ask every investor to think about. So again, uh, let's go top down. Number one, focus. It says focus, establish a buy box. If you don't know what that means, great news. There's a playlist on this channel called Deep Dive. I did a 60 minute deep dive with my students and I give it to you for free. So again, you could check that out. Number two, Daily discipline, 20 minutes a day. When I ask you to get a buy box, it's very, very fine. It's very, very small. You're supposed to look at that every day and track what's going on. It's also permission to not look at anything else. If you are going to do what I talk about and you're in my course, focus buy box, daily discipline. Number three, grow your network. I have admitted many, many times. My failure in my first three to five years is I didn't network. I sat behind my computer. I sat in my hotel room. I tried to figure it all out myself. 
I should have been networking in my market a lot more. Agents, bankers, inspectors, roofers, electricians, other investors, go to meetups, get out, tell everybody you meet what your buy box is. The only way I got deals done in 2020 is because of my network. I tell everybody what I buy. In fact, if you're on my channel, you have seen me have videos directed at Fresno real estate agents. Number four, the whole goal of what I'm trying to teach you is to learn what an average deal is. That's it. You have a buy box. You look at that buy box for 60 or 90 days. You do the math. You say, Michael, average yield, cash on cash, return on capital, whatever you want to call it, is 4%. Awesome. But Michael, it's 4%. Awesome. Your job now, if you choose to stay there, is to go find great deals. We do not do average deals on this channel. If 4% is average, anybody could do 4%. I want you to do 6, 7, 8%. If you come to me and you say average is 8%, well, great, congratulations. You're going to be doing 10, 11, or 12. You don't have to do every deal. You only have to do one great deal at a time. Number five, okay, get ready. Bad things happen. You are in the real estate investing business. You are working with people. They are going to steal from you. They are going to lie from you. They are going to break things. Mother nature is gonna drop branches off trees into your roofs. Sewer lines are gonna break. Property managers are going to steal from you. Bad things happen. Sorry, learn and move on. Number six, this is a five to 10 year commitment. Get rich for sure, not get rich quick. The first three to four years are slow. They are slow for everyone, but it does pick up. The momentum, all of these things do pick up. And then finally, the one we talked about yesterday, and a couple of you said, hey, Michael, I can't read that. Audit your personal network. This is very important as we are going from good times to bad times, please audit your network. If you are trying to be stay positive and excited by the opportunities ahead of you, but your network is going, oh no, recession, oh crash, oh, all this stuff, get new people. Recessions, bear market is where wealth is built, but you have to have confidence, you have to be around positive people, and if you want, a great network of amazing other people from around the country and around the world. Buy my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, and join the amazing and very private Facebook group where there's thousands of people sharing, acting, questions, posting wins. It's amazing stuff. So again, folks, that is my rules. Sorry, I referenced them yesterday and I haven't gone on over them before. I want you to have an amazing day. It is Monday, the 25th. We should be speaking with Mr. Greg. Dickerson shortly. And I have a very surprised guest at 10 o'clock that I'm excited about. So take care, everyone. Bye-bye.